0: You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 184, You Can Be More Than One Thing, with Vanessa Quigley. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Have you seen any of the chat book commercials? The ones where a mom um, is talking about just a normal day to day life as mom, of uh, being a mom. And I have personally cried laughing through those commercials, and I'm sure you have too. And I know why. It's because these commercials finally get what it's like to be a mother, real funny, messy, heartfelt. It's all there. And that is because the founder of Chatbooks is Vanessa Quigley, who was a mother of seven and also the oldest of 12 children. And she is our guest today. I asked Vanessa to be here because of her many seasons of life where she has been different things at different times and also carried many passions. Whether or not you are a mom Today, our hope is to help you see that you are allowed to be more than one thing. Vanessa has a lot to say about that, and we want to be clear. It doesn't mean you can be all the things all at once, of course, but you are allowed to be an and, A-N-D. Our episode will dive more into what I mean when I say that. We also go deep into how Vanessa has traveled through various seasons of ands in her life, if you're struggling to know how to navigate having multi passions or interests and very important responsibilities that you want to honor and prioritize too and you just don't know how to to balance those two sides of yourself, well quite simply, Vanessa gets it, and that's why she's here today because we hope you can still see through her that there is a way to still honor these multi um Facets of your personality and your gifts and your interests and your dreams.
1: I'm Vanessa Quigley. I am a mother of seven, and I am a singer and an actress, and I'm an entrepreneur, and <laughs> <laughs> and 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 all of those things that I've yeah. learned through the years to own. But I <laughs> I love my life. I have a great life. I have a full life, and I love. Uh, a good challenge and I think that's how I ended up where I am today.
0: Oh I adore what you just said there about the challenge piece to it. Well you are here because of your experience being an and and this is inspired by I guess we had last month Heidi Swap. she talked about and you know you can be more than one thing you don't have to be an either or and I thought you were the perfect person to talk about how you can be more than one thing. So let's start by uh a time when you weren't because now I think you're really owning that and owning the challenge piece to it. Um, Not that it's easy but I want to hear first about when it wasn't so easy for you or at least it didn't come as naturally and you felt a lot of pushback maybe internally or even externally when you felt pulled into some ands in your life.
1: Yeah I can think of a couple of really distinct times where that happened and the first is when I was a student at BYU I grew up in Florida, and just all I wanted to do is come to Utah and study music. I wanted to be a professional opera singer.
0: Wow. And
1: I found myself, um, after a couple years of school, in love and then married. And my, my idea was to wait five years or so before starting a family or thinking about starting a family. But heaven had a different idea. And after, three months after being married and a year, almost two years shy of my degree, I found myself pregnant. Wow. So being a student and a mother was never the plan. But that's what circumstances served up for me. And that was the first time I really had to, I mean, I was literally pushed into that and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kicking and screaming no. I I knew I knew I I wanted to be a mother. That was definitely going to be something. But the and part, being Mm -hmm. a student and a mother, that I wasn't quite prepared for. Mm -hmm. Um, And then fast forward a few years. Actually, I was pregnant with my I just had my fifth child. And I um, I had put music on the back burner, The, the happy, the happy ending of the student mother part is that I was able to continue my degree, I was able to perform, I was teaching quite a bit, I, I felt like I was doing both, I was singing, teaching, and I was mothering. But by the time I had my fifth kid, I had kind of let all of the music part of my life fizzle out. I was mm-hmm. fully 100% focused on motherhood, because I had a baby just about every year and a half. So mm-hmm. um, I, I there was this moment where I realized that I had consciously let that slip away. But I wasn't happy. There was something missing. And here I was surrounded by these babies that I wanted. And I just, I didn't have the joy that I felt like I should have. And yeah. that, you know, so, uh, luckily my husband who, who knows me as well as anyone, he knew that what I was missing was music. And so he pushed me back out of the world and added the and back onto my plate. I was, I became a performer again. I went out, I started auditioning and I was singing and performing and, you know, it wasn't easy with five babies. In fact, my baby was still a nursing baby, Mm -hmm. Uh, but that there was, you know, (laughs) it was hard, but it was, it opened my eyes to how important it is to embrace your end. There's like no resisting it.
0: Well, what was the difference there? What was the contrast between before you were allowing that to be in your life again and after after embracing the end. Yeah. Just in that season mother, of your life. Yeah. When you, and when your husband, former. yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the big difference for me was that I just, I've always known that that like singing and performing and acting, like I've just always felt like those were gifts that I was given from God. And mm-hmm. and I always found joy, even as a little girl in singing and I knew – and there's lots of joy also in being a mother. And I was so blessed to have five kids really fast. But I just wasn't – it wasn't all of me. I was ignoring this really important part of me that, you know, allowed me to express myself fully and create and connect with other people outside of my own house and play group and school groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a much richer life for me. And then five years ago, I had – you know, I was momming still. I had seven kids five years ago. I had seven kids and was sending my youngest off to school finally full time. All my kids are yes. going to be in school. I was going to have all my days to myself, which uh, <laughs> I had been yearning, longing for, dreaming of that day. Not that I don't love my kids, but, you know,
0: to have, have all that.
1: Those, no, it's the refreshing
0: time. to hear this. No, this yes. this is good to hear. I'm sure many moms are like, thank you, because this is how I feel. <laughs> I love them. But I'm also so ready for this time.
1: So ready for me time.
0: Yeah. Well, at that
1: same time, I had an idea for a business that I wanted my husband to start. My husband is a, <laughs> yeah. a, serial, a serial entrepreneur. He had just sold another business and was you know, starting to tinker around with ideas for the next business. And I gave him an idea, which turned, you know, with all the tests and things that he had done, was, we knew it was going to be something big. And it was uh, software to help people print their photos, to get them off of their phone and off of social media. And it started taking off. And I was like, yay, yay for my idea. Good, good job, honey. Keep, keep building that but he kept saying, no, I need you. This is your idea. You know what our customer wants. You are our customer. I need Mm -hmm. you. But the idea of going, of working at a startup and in business and honestly with my husband, I was like, no, that's not, that's not me. But, uh, it's, it didn't take very long for me to realize the um, the financial benefits or at least the risks, let me say, of not jumping in. You know, my husband is very smart and talented in many ways. And so his team, he had a great team. But this particular instance, they were building a product that primarily, you know, mothers and women were going to be the consumers of. And I, I needed to get involved. So. That, that was like another example of where I was pushed and pulled and dragged into a super uncomfortable and, and I became a co-founder, an entrepreneur, a wow. woman in tech, as mm-hmm. they they would refer to me. Um, <laughs> and again, that was my husband seeing that I had something to offer there. And, you know, it's been five years now and I have learned so much and it has caused me to grow in some really uncomfortable but exciting new ways. And I'm really, really grateful for, really grateful for that.
0: Well, there's a few things that are kind of standing out to me from what you said. And one of them is a time and a season idea. When we're saying you can be an and, we're not saying you can be everything all at one time. I mean, that's a recipe for wearing yourself out completely. How do you think you find that balance between owning both sides of yourself or many sides of yourself and still keeping your values and your priorities in line? Well, that you made a really great point. There
1: is definitely a season for everything. And, you know, my, my mother has been a really great example of that. And right off the bat, when I was coping with the, (laughs) with the reality that I was going to have a baby before graduating from college, and that was going Mm -hmm. to, know, have to drastically change my career plans of traveling the world and developing my my singing career. Um, you know, she she was the first to remind me that there's a season for everything, and don't worry about it. Your dream your dreams do not have to be crushed. Mm-hmm. And and you're right. I've seen that play out in my life, um, especially you know as it relates to music because uh, you know for the last five years as I've been focusing on this new and this entrepreneur co-founder, you know, woman in tech, and I have completely neglected the musician part of me mm-hmm. and I to feel things come out of balance. So, yeah. you know, there is no such thing as balance. I'm sorry. In life, there's just not. Of course. And so you're constantly in flux and it's this, you know, the ups and downs and you know, I'm I'm not young anymore. I'm 46. So I've lived through a few cycles of the ups and downs and, and and seeing how the seasons work. And sometimes I can get really frustrated right now that oh, I wish I were singing, but I know that I'm just riding this season out and my time will come. Mm-hmm. You know, my voice tells me that I can sing healthfully into my 70s. I don't know if anyone's That's gonna awesome. want to listen to me when I'm 70, but I've got, I've got years ahead of me.
0: Yeah, you do, and I—I'll be one of those listeners, and I'm sure you've got many who say, "Hey, I—I would actually love to see this side of you more." I don't know if you can start doing this on your Insta stories or something, but I would love to see the actress singer Vanessa come out a little more.
1: Oh my gosh, well, you know, it's been—it's been long enough that I'm starting to let those insecurities set in. Yeah, because I think, you know, I think it's insecurity which is what holds us back from all of our ands, You know, mm-hmm. all. All of us and all of your listeners—they all have ands out there, but a lot of times we're just insecure or mm-hmm. nervous. We just don't—we don't
0: let ourselves explore those. Mm-hmm. That self-doubt really burns some bridges, I think. But but one of the things I've learned is I will always feel more regret not trying something when I feel that insecurity, not that I'm great at it. There are plenty of things that I still keep on the back burner that I would like to explore, but it's the insecurities getting in the way. Um, maybe you can paint a picture for us about how you do get past that or how you are trying to push that past that yourself because you're, you're going through it right now. Yeah. Well, I mentioned
1: my mom, she honestly has modeled so many amazing things for me. She, she, first of all, she has 12 kids. Yeah. And she, she knew that's what she wanted. Like when mm-hmm. she married my husband or married um, my dad, she, she made sure he knew <laughs> she, well, she wanted 12 kids and she wouldn't stop till she had them. So she actually gave birth to 10 and adopted two. So she got her 12 kids, incredible. but she's also um, an amazing seamstress and an artist and an incredible hostess. She would throw huge, elaborate dinner parties, you know, while having 12 kids, we often would serve at some of her di- dinner uh-huh. parties. Yeah. Um, she also was an entrepreneur, like she never launched a business, but she I have va- fond, vivid memories of her writing out business plans and drawing up logos and, you know, for some housewares business or some importing business. And um, so she kind of modeled that, like, there's no limit to what you can do. If, if you can imagine it, you can be it. Um, but I also remember when I was at BYU studying to be an opera singer You know, this was a new genre for me. I actually went into school wanting to do Broadway, but series of interesting events. I ended up in the opera program, and immediately I fell in love. Mm -hmm. I think part of it was just, this seems so challenging, like different languages and different techniques, And um, but I I just was insecure in the whole genre because I hadn't sung much opera. And I remember one of our first performance classes, our professor wanted each of us to individually stand in front of the class and say you know, my name is Vanessa Munns, and I am an opera singer. Hmm. You know, each student had to say that. And I I watched the other kids get up there and kind of struggle with it. And I, I was terrified to say that. That was so hard to say. And the point, because I wasn't an opera singer, I didn't think I would officially be an opera singer until I was signed on a contract, you know, in a big house somewhere. Yeah. I was a student of opera, but the teacher helped us, uh, the professor helped us understand that if we have a desire and we're actively, you know, working towards that, we can claim it and that there's power in claiming that. So he didn't let us leave Hmm. that day until we all declared that we were opera singers. And you know, that that made a huge impact on me. And sometimes even to this day, I get nervous saying, I am an opera singer because it's been a while since I have sung Mm -hmm. in an opera, but that is who I am at the core. And, um, yeah, so that was, you know, just saying it. Yeah, claim it. Declaring your purpose, claim it is, you know, sometimes can be the hardest part. I mean, not maybe, no, not the hardest part, but it is a hard part. It's and a big first, first, step first step, yeah. Of being there. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear, check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: You know, I often speak about how women must do habits differently. And one of the biggest reasons why is simply biology. In other words, hormones. Our hormones are a real factor to how we feel physically, mentally, and emotionally, and they constantly change day to day and year to year as we age. My friends warned me that the hormone roller coaster gets harder as we get older, and they were right. From worse PMS to more aggravating period symptoms to all the things that come with perimenopause and menopause. If you're wanting help with that hormone roller coaster, I want you to check out today's sponsor, Happy Mammoth, and their supplement. Hormone Harmony, a bottle of which is sold every 24 seconds with over 17,000 reviews. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Hormone harmony isn't just for menopause, any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible pen and menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas and so much more. Yeah, hormone harmony can help with all of those things. If you want to feel more like yourself, make sure you go to Happy Mammoth and find Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code PROGRESS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PROGRESS for 15% off today. And your mom, I think, taught you too is making time for it. You, You just have to make time. And when you do that, I mean, you just can't magically come up with time. That means something else has to give. You have to let go of something else. So how did you see that happen with your mom? And how's that played out with you? What are you willing to let go of more? So you have more time to explore these other sides of yourself that needed to, especially back when you had your fifth kid too. I'm sure things had to give in certain ways. Well, my
1: mom was so good at letting it go. I mean, she could just turn her brain into another dimension. Like Mm -hmm. she'd be there doing piles of dishes, you know, that you can imagine 12 kids would create, but in her, but in her mind, in her mind, she was designing a fabulous gown or traveling Mm -hmm. to, you know, some exotic locale, or she just, she just knew how to shift gears in her brain. And, you know, we always thought that was a coping mechanism, but I feel like that she, she's a super highly creative person. And she just, would be creative in her brain, so she she knew how to just turn off all the chaos around her. Um, I'm not as gifted as that. <laughs> yeah, that's nice to hear too. I um I I like to just have a beat on everything that's going on. It's a little harder for me to tune things out, but I have learned how to let go of things. And you know, back when I started singing again, when I had just had my fifth baby, I had to. I mean, I had to work really hard during the day, harder than I had before, getting dinner ready early, you know, making sure that everyone was bathed in, in their pajamas by, you know, 530 p.m. when I had to leave to go to rehearsals. And, and also, you know, my husband had to take on a lot more. And, you know, lucky for me, I am married to an amazing man who values me for all that I have to offer the world and knew mm-hmm. that performing and being on stage and singing like that was, there's such a big part of who I am and why I'm, here on this earth that he was willing to do what It took to get home early enough to take over the shift or honestly, sometimes there was a babysitter to kind of bridge the gap there, but he would get home earlier than he normally would and then get the kids dinner. And, you know, he had to feed the baby a bottle. This is a nursing baby that he had to feed a bottle and get to sleep at night, which he didn't have that opportunity with any of our other nursing babies. And honestly, to this day, he has a really special bond with my daughter Claire because Aww. you know that was his, <laughs> so one, his one chance to have you yeah. know, that intimate interaction. So, so yeah, I had to give up some things, but he got some things. I gave him that gift, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> an opportunity oh. that really yeah. did make me tear up. And I am, I am, I have a cold heart. <laughs> I always joke I cannot cry, so Aww. I just like am not broken. But that just about did it because what I what I see in that is just what a gift, you know, what a gift, even for your kids to learn how to do different things and step up in different ways. And and your spouse, that's beautiful, Vanessa. Well, and you know what, that is
1: one of my goals in life is to model to my children that all of them, my sons and my daughters, you know, they have each been blessed with different gifts and opportunities. And I want them to have the courage to follow their dreams, whatever they are, and I'm so grateful for Nate to model, you know, a partner allowing really? his wife to to do that. I think sometimes, oh, you know what? Actually, Monica, I heard this on your podcast. Oh, really? Then five yes, talking about <laughs> she's amazing, more happiness, and she was talking about how sometimes women just kind of find themselves in this backseat position, like mm-hmm. taking on roles at home and surrendering. Um, does this sound familiar?
0: Yes. Surrendering <laughs> everything. everything. You're doing the the perfect yeah. job explaining it. So I was just letting you go. And it's amazing.
1: Kind of losing yourself in this life that you want, but you're losing things along the way. And I, I think she mm-hmm. said something about development. That was the key for me. In fact, yes, that word specifically, like development, because I believe that to be a good mother, you have to keep developing yourself in other areas. I mean, being a mother alone you're developing in a gazillion different ways it is truly the refiner's fire very stretchy but but there are also other things that in other ways that we are meant to to develop and we need to recognize those and then you know in the right season consciously work on them and, Mm -hmm. and develop them and so and so i want my kids to know that they can do that and then be able to support their spouses as they as they do the same. So I really hope that I am modeling that for them. And then they would all also say that I'm, I'm a better mom, when I'm getting to do my, my thing. I'm mm-hmm. a happier mom.
0: You You're your full self.
1: So, yes. Yeah. So I think they, you know, I don't cook as many home cooked dinners as I used to now that I'm working, you know, on building this business. But uh, they they know that I'm doing really fun, awesome stuff. And I'm building a, a business that our, our whole family is really proud of. And with a mission that is in line with our family values, our mission at chatbooks is to strengthen families. And so anyone who would say that by me working outside of the home is weakening our family, like mm-hmm. <laughs> I will take you to the mat on that. <laughs> yeah. As you family, should. Because if anything, our family is stronger because of of all the many things that I've been involved with these last five years. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I'm going to tell like a really short story here to just kind of represent uh, what we've just been talking about. I, I dated a guy for a long time before I married my husband and you know, what you're talking about your future and what you want to do. And I said to him, when I'm a mom, I want to, I want to learn a new language and I'd love to take lessons about the guitar and I just kind of went off on all the things I wanted to do. And he looked at me and he said, "Isn't that selfish?" And the <sighs> thing about it though, Vanessa, is he was a really good guy. Yeah. And and to me, that personifies how entrenched it is in our minds that being a good something means you can't do something else. You can't can't develop in other ways. And the thing about that, too, is I kind of bought into it for a while. I mean, when he first said that to me, it was like a uh, red flag. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we're going to go different ways, you know, but then I bought into it when I was an, a younger mom. And now I know that when I am more fully developed, as we're using the language that Jennifer gave us, I mm-hmm. I have more to give. And I I see that in you, but I also see this spouse who is willing to support you. And I have one too, but many women aren't sure if they've got that, if they've got someone in their corner and and maybe we can't speak in ways that are super helpful because our experiences have been differently, but what can we tell them for those who aren't sure they've got someone in their corner, whether that's a spouse or a friend or a family member to help them? Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: I did have a really, and I do have a wonderfully supportive spouse, but I did have dear friends who were very confused at my choice to work outside of the home. Uh When I started singing, you know, as a, I did mostly community and and local theater. And so rehearsals were at the evenings, were in the evenings and performances were on the evenings. So I was not the mom, I was not the parent at home taking care of the kids night after night. Now, luckily it was part-time work. So it would be like for three months at a time. And then I would have a break. Um, but it yeah. was very confusing to some of my friends who thought, how can you, how can you do this? Like, I thought you were a good mom. Um,
0: yeah, we buy into and it. And so that
1: was like, I know. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I could not do it, honestly. I don't know how you're doing it the way you're doing it. A- Everybody is different. And every yeah. every person in relationship is different. But I would say, yeah, if you're dating someone who gives you those vibes, um, yeah, maybe start looking around a little bit more. Um, but. Also if you if you are in a relationship where you don't feel fully supported in that my advice is to little baby steps like mm-hmm. your has, your partner will see a difference in you. In fact, my sister was just reminding me of this. This is kind of an example. Uh, I have four sisters who I love dearly. They're my best friends. And we like to go on sister trips, (laughs) even though we don't do it very often. Yeah. Whenever it would come up, like on the calendar, and I would be nervous to, you know, tell my husband, okay, I think we're going to, we're going to try to go on the sister trip. It was, you know, it was a little bit hard on him because that meant that he was home
0: with a whole bunch of kids. Yeah, it's a sacrifice.
1: Yeah, it was a sacrifice, which I don't think he fully understood why it was important until I went on my first, you know, three-day sister trip. And when I came home, he said, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Put them on the calendar because you are brighter, lighter, happier. Like that's a little example of where he could see the benefit and how it was going to bless his life. I was more fun. I was more (laughs) fun to be around because I had just had three days with my sister. I am more fun to be around when I am involved in a theatrical production or working towards a recital. I'm more fun right now because I get to work with him on this you know, challenge of building a business. So my advice to people who might not feel that support right now is just take a little baby step, do something for you that lightens you and brightens you. And I Mm. bet he will notice and will want to encourage that behavior.
0: That's amazing. And you know, my friend, Rachel Nielsen, who you know, too, um, she said this the other day, um, to someone we were talking to when they were saying, I, I got to ask my husband, you know, about doing something. And we're like, that's totally cool. But then at the same time, she and I had a discussion. It's not so much asking for permission as it is asking for support. And, yes. and that doesn't mean you have to, you know, forget the priorities that you have, that you've created in your life. This isn't jumping ship here. This is, this is arriving at it in a different way. And, and right. yeah, so that that was a thought that came to mind too. I like the baby step idea too, for sure. And and, and going back to seasons too, I, I yeah. get quite a
1: few, quite a few women come to me asking about starting a business and raising a family and how do you do it all? And you know, first answer is I, no one does it all. There are yes. balls dropping. Anyone, if you think they're doing it all, I promise you, there's stuff in the background that is falling apart. Mm-hmm. But You know, I'm the first to point out that like, if I were, if I had a bunch of little babies at home and preschoolers, there's no way I could be building a business right now. Like the season came later when my kids were older and I had drivers and they were all in school all day long. So, um, so yeah, baby steps in seasons. And also it's okay to just say, I don't want to do that. Exactly. I I, I think sometimes we Mm -hmm. see people, people doing a lot of things. And with social media, it just is very much in our face. But because, you know, your neighbor is raising her family and running a business and doing a fitness competition and all these things, you don't have to, if you feel completely content and fulfilled doing things that, you know, taking care of your kids and, you know, I don't know, I don't even want to put labels on it. But The point is you don't have to, you don't have to, you can say no to all the pressure to do more.
0: Exactly. You just have
1: to have to listen to yourself and just, you know, truly listen to your heart.
0: Mm -hmm. I had someone write in after that episode with Jennifer, actually, and she said one of the fears she has when we're listening, uh, you know, when we did that interview and she was listening to it, um, was thinking about some moms who were like her, they were hiding from motherhood. By having so many hobbies and things outside mm-hmm. of it, because it, you know being a mom is hard, and it was really anxiety-ridden um, for her, and she was trying to escape it. And for her, once she kind of cut back on some personal development and leaned more into motherhood, she found the joy she had been seeking and the peace. And I was like, yes, this is what we need to hear too. It's it's all about what you want, and sometimes what you want is not easy. And I feel I feel like actually. Nine times out of ten, what you want is not easy too, um, and mm-hmm. it comes at a sacrifice. There are things you're go- going to have to give up um, and during a season, but it's not well. Forever. And, you know, and all of these
1: things they they don't just apply to mothers, to women exactly. being mothers, because yeah. this this development and the growth that we all we need, and honestly, I think our souls yearn for is that's in all of us. And sometimes yeah. it's not, you know, the fact that you're raising a family that you feel like you're held back. Sometimes it's like, from you know, maybe you're naturally shy. or, mm-hmm. um, And, you know, there are other reasons why you might, be, you know, be not adding the end. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I say, push yourself, push the boundaries, push yourself out of your comfort zone. I mean, I just because I'm a thrill seeker. And, <laughs> yeah. and I like to I like that stuff. I was just telling my husband, Nate, that, like, why do I always say yes to the scary stuff? And I was like, oh, I don't, <laughs> because I like it. Yes. <laughs> and by scary, I mean, I was just invited to moderate a panel for a Latina uh, mom convention, and most of it was in Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish, and that could have been wow. really scary for me. But I was like, yes, this sounds fun.
0: Ooh, um, I love that. I mean,
1: I just say yes to things that are going to stretch you and just cuz it's in maybe because it's scary, it's going to be really good for you.
0: Well, thanks for bringing that in to the equation too because I know I have a lot of listeners who don't have children or their children are out of the home and all of that. So, we want to represent that too. Okay, I want to end this interview by asking you, and you just kind of answered one of the ways, but you you know, you say you love a challenge. What is a way that you are being challenged right now. What's the next big dream on your horizon?
1: Ooh. Okay. Aside from singing again, which
0: yeah.
1: you guys, I signed up for voice lessons again, thinking if I paid someone once a week, to sing, I so that I, would that.
0: Practice, I just practice, did the same practice. thing with flute. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but the thing right now that is kind of scary for me and I haven't fully embraced yet is the fact that I am now a podcaster. I started a
0: podcast. It's I so good. it for the
1: first time in in life. When I was doing that, moderating that panel just last week, was the first time that I announced publicly that I am a podcaster. Um, my sisters and I have, have been recording episodes, and we've quietly been putting it out there. And even though, Monica, even though you told me to advertise it and yes. get the word out, I've been hesitant, and I've kind of been holding back a little bit because I'm just still a little nervous about it. A little scared, yeah. but... I have just announced it here on your very popular podcast. So
0: <laughs> we're grateful for that. Well, you know what, Vanessa? It's so refreshing. It's so refreshing to hear the realness here. I know people say that. You're so real. You really are though. And I'm really grateful that you would share just how even this is insecure. I'm sure people see, wow, she's launching a podcast now too, and just think you're fearless and you're not. You challenge yourself and you step into the fear and you start to say yes and i think it's so admirable and i hope that is contagious to all of us who are listening so i am so grateful you started that and it's really good by the way this this is a this is a free and real pitch i've listened to all of them it's a great podcast um but i'm just really grateful too that you would take the time to be on the show so thanks so much Vanessa
1: Well, thank you for allowing me to to share my heart on this. I'm very passionate about this topic and grateful that you're exploring
0: it. I am so glad you listened to get the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow. Let's take your learning to the next level. Print off this month's progress plan that is free by going to my website aboutprogress.com slash free. Also, join our free and private Facebook group called A Work in Progress via the link in my show notes, which you can also find on my website, aboutprogress.com. And best of all, be heard on this show. Be featured on the last episode of each month that is called Dear Progressor, where our listeners really, really shine. To learn how to do this, go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. You do have something of great value to share with this community, and we all need to hear you. Thank you so much for being here, and remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old.